Okay, Detroit. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't be allowed to do that now. Sighing is probably, that's too much air leaving your mouth. Unless you're like... It's a potential viral load. Unless you're Weezbutt Colosso, the man with the largest lungs, you're not going to reach the crowd. It's fine. Well, in um, uh, Japanese professional wrestling, they're not allowed to shout. The crowd aren't allowed to shout anymore. Although they weren't. Really? So they... The the crowds in Japan are... um, I... I find them much more relatable because in the US and the UK, everyone's like well pumped to start with. They're like, wow! And uh, Japan, it's a little bit more like, no, I'm not going to cheer for you until you impress me. <laughs> you know, like, do something. The only closed knit lipped sound of approval I can think of is, mmm, which would be weird at a wrestling match. Imagine I think they clap. They clap, Matthew. Oh, yeah, they clap. Oh, yeah, there's that one too. start saying mm, at like the end of theatre performances and things to show how much we like it and I'm now just mm-hmm. imagining like Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance music rather than beginning with shattering glass just beginning with <sighs> <laughs> I don't you, you lads probably didn't, uh, didn't watch it but uh, did you see uh, CM Punk returning to wrestling AAW no? really? <laughs> I love yeah, he... CM Punk. I didn't realise he was coming back. We don't love him that much then, do you? <laughs> what does CM stand for? He said different things. Sometimes it's Chicago made, sometimes it's Chick Magnet. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster? I don't think that's real. Um, anyway, welcome, listener, to episode 154 of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast, Rock Paper Shotguns PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. This is... The best wrestling entrances <laughs> episode. No, it's uh, this is going to be best seasonal extras and kind of seasonal events, um, which probably I should have saved for Halloween, but we'll do something else then. Um, and yeah, CM Punk did a couple of weeks ago return to wrestling. <laughs> uh, and you're like this, Matthew. Everyone in the crowd got an ice cream. Oh. A CM Punk ice cream. <laughs> what, like bought by him? Uh, no, it was provided for as you were leaving. They were handing out. They're like sort of like ice cream sandwiches. Um, oh. Everyone got like a free free ice cream from on AEW. Oh. So that was nice. I can't believe it? I missed out on a free ice cream. I should be more into wrestling. Should have been in Chicago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, how how are you both? Traditional question. I'm I'm. I have to say, I'm very excited for the Cavern of Liars game today. But um, Ooh, that's the second time you've that. mentioned this to us, I'm, I know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious now. It's going to be some bullying exercise. It is, yes, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> Actually, yeah. After last week, have you tried salt, Matthew? <laughs> no, I feel like there was a lot of confusion about the salt issue. All I was talking about was not salting food that came to me and i will put my hands up and say rather shamefully i don't do a lot of cooking myself i'm 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 kind of quite inept um and i was trying to think back to my bachelor days when i did do a bit more cooking well not which when i say i did a bit more we're talking about like one lasagna a year instead of no lasagna a year <laughs> um is that like and- a lasagna big enough to last 365 days <laughs> I like wish. someone passed a gorilla I wish. Um, I was so b- say bad slash lazy when it came to cooking. For one of my birthdays when I was on Endgamer magazine, um, my birthday present was a lasagna dish full of all the ingredients to make a lasagna. <laughs> the, team was, the team was just sick of me being inept. 
Um, <laughs> and I made like one lasagna and then never made another one just to spite them. <laughs> oh, Matthew. But that, oh, sorry. Uh, I think, drum roll, I did put salt in it. Way Nice one. But well, I think the confusion arose then because we asked, like Nate asked, what if you were cooking a stew, would you put salt in it? Yeah. And you said no. <laughs> well, I I still don't know how much, you, I wouldn't know how much you meant to put, like if I was doing it, it's just because I was doing like an impression of a chef rather than knowing that I had to do it. Does that make sense? <laughs> but you... you... <laughs> But you should season as you're cooking, otherwise it won't taste as much. But but you're for, supposed but, to sort of season and taste as you go. We agree that ingredients have their own flavour. Like it's not like salt unlocks flavour in things. No, but it does. What? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, oh, do you know? I was about to do a big speech about how over the week I've been doing a lot of thinking and reflection, and I'd had my Markov Peep show. Are we the baddies? Moments. <laughs> And I was going to back Matthew and say, yeah, the original statement sounded kind of funny, but you know what? You know, it was reasonable. And then you went and said that. <laughs> it's literally a flavour enhancer. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, listen, all I'm saying is that I respect the natural flavour of things. This, this goes back again to like Matthew just eating plain boiled chicken <laughs> well no it's well there's nothing wrong with that um my my it's like my stepdad puts tabasco on like, all my mum's cooking and my mum you know i think sees that as sort of an insult it's like saying this isn't you know your cooking is not intense enough so i have to you know well i mean i will say i think putting tabasco on everything is quite a a kind of maniac move i guess yeah I but put I Tabasco just, on I, quite a lot of things. It, it, oh, I'm just saying, my my my, my uh, lack of salt comes from a place of respect and love for the food, rather than like any disrespect to salt. Oh, we should try and get you doing cook. Cooking's really fun, Matthew. It's oh, like it's a... not. Cause it takes ages, and then you it eat doesn't it. Doesn't know the balance of time to reward is completely off. Also, it's it's so stressful because there's heat involved. You know, it's like the only time I could burn my house down is in cooking. So if I don't cook, I can't burn my house down. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, I, I don't want to make you paranoid. There's so many other ways your house could burn down. Name one. The computer uh, that you are on right now. Oh, right. Rats chewing through wires. Rats can do that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I I mean, I'm actually okay with rats, but I find that really troubling power of theirs. Oh, God. Uh, I know, right? I'll Maybe email I've a... you a, a recipe for something that's really easy and doesn't involve much washing up. And I'll email you a Molotov cocktail. Imagine! <laughs> <laughs> Through your letterbox. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see... it's so much fun cooking is a really easy way to be creative and feel like you've achieved something Mm. and if you live with someone you can do the deal that if you cook the meal they do the washing up well i do do the washing up well you can swap then oh (laughs) maybe Uh, do you know the uh, stupidest meal i ever made yes uh, I'll give you the three stupidest meals. One was uh, every midwinter, me and my mates used to have a wizard-themed barbecue uh, where we'd dress up as wizards and have a barbecue on the, yeah. like, the shittest day of the year. And um, I, uh, as the centrepiece dish, because we always used to make eerie food, made something called the Heart of Hearts, which was a lamb's heart full of chicken hearts. Oh. <laughs> um, it was quite good. Um and on a similar note, uh, once I made a meal called Pie Squared, which was some mini pork pies cooked in a larger pie. Right, I see a theme here. Uh, <laughs> the third one is more tragic. Uh, it was uh, when I was uh, briefly unemployed after university and just you spent a few weeks just getting very high 
And then one time on a Monday, I went to the corner shop, bought a microwavable pizza and a microwavable roast dinner, had the galaxy brain idea to put the latter on top of the former, uh, ovened it, and then my housemate in curious but energetic disgust asked me what it was and I said it's a Sunday special uh, to which he replied it's a Monday oh god <laughs> that is that was the nadir of probably my life actually <laughs> you see that would have been the peak of my cooking abilities and achievements it was a ham and pineapple pizza as well <laughs> the Sunday special that you can only eat on a Monday <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before but uh one Christmas, me and one of my housemates got up early to make the Christmas pizza from the Peter Serafinowicz sketch show, <laughs> um, which is like a pizza with loads of Christmas things on it that he calls, you know, like glacé cherries that he just calls like clown nose fruit and chocolate bun 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 buns. And we cooked pizza and put all this stuff on it, including smoked salmon, which is orange fish flesh. We got up really early. Because it was like the last day before we were all leaving. And we got all this stuff from like the big Sainsbury's in town and everything. Got up really early to like cook it so it would be ready for our other two housemates came down and we were really pleased and excited. And the whole place smelled of like hot smoked salmon. <laughs> and and they, the other two guys came down and were just like, oh, what have you done? We were like, we made the Christmas pizza. And they were like, What's that? Because they've never seen it. Oh no! <laughs> so we just looked like, like fools, like strange fools, and then obviously we were just left with the pizza with a load of rubbish on that no one wanted to eat. So we just wow. had to throw it. Sadly, like Charlie Brown walking past Snoopy's house in the bin. <laughs> you need like an anti-salt that somehow like de-intensifies the the, the flavour. Uh, if you put too much salt in, like a potato or a, a chili or anything, you just, uh, in a, a super chili, you just put a raw potato in and fish it out afterwards. It absorbs really? Some of the salty flavour, yeah. That's clever. Wow. Yeah. Nature's sponge. Oh, wait, yeah. that's a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> we here at Rock Paper Shotgun want to create the best PC games related content out there. I mean, we're doing a lot of that already, but. You can help us continue to do that and also help us do a little more. All you have to do is grab an RPS subscription over at rockpapershotgun.com forward slash subscribe. You can support us at two different tiers. The standard subscription will give you an ad-free RPS, you'll get discounts on our merch, and you'll get a letter from the editor post every month too. The premium tier subscription gives you all of those lovely things I just mentioned, plus some exclusive articles and podcasts Podcasts, as well as some smashing new video games and in-game items. I don't want to say free because you're paying money for the subscription, but you know, it's a little something on top. So, if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to rockpapershotgun.com forward slash subscribe and give us your money, please. You get good things in return, so it seems like a win-win for everyone involved. In anticipation of a transaction and because my mother reared me well, thank you very much. Who are we? Uh, what, in general? Yeah, big question. <laughs> no, I've just realised we haven't revealed our comedy names yet this week. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, I'm sorry. I just got is too it, excited it, by the Mine's very thing. weak, so I can understand why you wouldn't want to share it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Alice Bell, and I'm joined this week by uh, the Easter Bunny. That's Hello. not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who doesn't like the Easter Bunny? Yeah, but it's not like... It's not like a, you know, you're meant to, that's meant to be the starting point and then you evolve it into something a bit quirkier, isn't it? Rather than just Easter Bunny. Well, like I the could, Easter Nidder King. Well, yeah, or we'll mix it in with something from PC gaming and I just couldn't, uh, I, I just didn't have the, the creative energy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, because of Zancaster's abbreviations, I just saw the Easter and thought you'd come up with a really good second word. No. So I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> no, you disappointed just, me. It's as plodding as you feared. <laughs> I did not fear, I hoped. Uh, and I'm also joined by the Summer of Games. Level up! <laughs> you see, that's good. I just wanted I... to shout level up into an empty sorbet carton. 
I'm a bit afeard of the idea of the summer of games being like a, like you know on par with Easter <laughs> as a, a recognised you know cultural event. Well, we we a lot more of our working lives revolve around it than Easter. That's, that is true. A shame. How much do you, what do you imagine it looking like as a person? Because I was thinking about this as I I was deciding my name. Hmm. Definitely an energetic sort of Twitch streamer type. I mean, Jeff Keighley's the obvious, isn't it? Yeah, but Jeff Keighley, the man, isn't the summer of games, you know? I was thinking maybe like one, you know, like the Warcraft elementals where they're like a big muscly, like torso made of fire and stuff trailing off to a little, little wisp, like a cartoon ghost. Mm. That, but it's all like joy pads and things. Mm. Yeah. That's the summer yeah. of games. And fire. It's all on fire. So there's like melting wires and like, you know, black and shattered monitor glass just raging okay. around in a tornado. So it's not like a, a benevolent figure, the summer of games. <laughs> it's intense. You know, and I suppose it's it's subjective whether it's benevolent or malevolent. Depends how much you want to play games. Yeah, okay. Because you are gonna play games. It kind of casts, you know, when they talk about it like the summer of games is coming. It sounds a lot more like threatening and ominous when it's that creature. It's more like a the end is coming. Yeah, this is it. You know, when the the city streets start to stink of like melting Xboxes and. You know, CDs start raining down from a pixelated sky. You know, it's time for the summer. What does it do during not the summer? Uh, Runs spreadsheets. Oh. Yeah, surely it's making games like her father Christmas makes all the toys. Yes. Oh, that's nice. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) There should be a really easy segue here. Like, I. The summer of games. Talk about seasonal things in games. I don't know. My head is short circuiting today. Uh, our topic this week is the best seasonal extras. Our favourite little seasonal additions and changes in games. So, fellas, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I was just sort of thinking about Halloween and, and stuff. I think this week, looking forward to October. <laughs> Um, Is Halloween a thing you celebrate? Yes. um, Yeah, sort of. It's difficult. Like, as an adult, I've always lived in flats that children do not come to just because it's like I'm on a third floor flat, you know. Mm. Uh, Or like, you know, I'm down a close that just don't get visited at Halloween. Mm. So it's more sort of like I buy a pack of sweets and then eat it myself. I mean, obviously not last year because of the plague, but in the Midlands, there's quite a lot more trick-and-treating, and it it's all been good-natured, Touchwood, so far. Um, but it's sort of secondary for me because, obviously, I've got a child. Mm. So Halloween becomes a festival all about breaking all of the established laws of reality, but hopefully in a way that will delight them slightly more than it terrifies them. Mm. Uh, so we we have the annual address from Ghostus, of, of course, course, yeah, um, who lives doesn't, in the basement. Doesn't entirely hate Ghostus. Uh, no, this has changed. Okay, um, she now has a colander that she wears on her head, and she announces that she's Ghoster. Oh, which I think is amazing. Apart from anything else, because she somehow guessed like the correct Latin grammar. The Latin, yeah, the <laughs> feminine, dominant, yeah. dominus, yeah. Um, so she's Ghoster. That's very good. Um, and yeah, I think this year, you know, um, I think she's maybe been able to wrap her head a bit more closely around object permanence. So we'll see how she does. But I think uh, she does talk about Ghostus a lot and now in a positive way rather than a please ensure he doesn't come out of the telly way. So, uh, mm. yeah, I'll report back after Halloween, but I've got high That's hopes. Good. 
It occurs that there are challenges you face as a parent that probably not many others do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you celebrate uh, Halloween, Matthew? Because it feels like something you disapprove of. Uh, No, I I don't. I don't celebrate. You know, I think it feels like more of a kid's thing. Um, So, you know, I don't have kids. Um, I don't go in for the whole kind of spooky twitter tag or any of that nonsense um i'm a bit of a i do roll my eyes at that um so yeah i guess i am a bit of a killjoy the thing is my whole year is like 365 days of tricks and treats so (laughs) you know (laughs) but matthew very much the spirit of halloween (laughs) yeah but i don't do it like in the name of like demons It's more just because I I like it. I dislike it. <laughs> What's well, so all year? You just go around knocking on people's doors, no, demanding I, I, sweets. I, I, or threatening I, I, I'm them. overemphasizing the role of tricks in my year. Um, <laughs> I, I really I should have just said. I mean, I'm like treats all year round, basically. Um, tricks, maybe a couple of very solid tricks a year. Um, you know. Some tr- trick Catherine in some way. <laughs> You've never deceived me. No, but it's quite hard, you know, remotely, isn't it? I, you know, actually, I say you've never deceived me. We literally do a weekly game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you attempt to deceive me. <laughs> but Halloween games sort of go in for Halloween quite hard. I think because it's quite an easy, you know, way to do a skin for your character or whatever like mm. you can just do a a a a ghost and uh you know a skeleton and a grim reaper and stuff and you sort of stick sticks and pumpkins everywhere yeah 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 so but so like and a lot of the online games it's a destiny does a halloween a yearly event but it's called like the festivus of souls or something mm. um to make it more you know spacey um in, in uh fallout 4 does Christmas and Halloween where Diamond City decorates itself. But weirdly, uh, yeah. it's based on the in-game clock, not the day you play it on. Oh, that's fun. So, like, when they hit Christmas in the world, they hit Christmas in the world. It's not like if you play it on Christmas Day, you'll see yeah. a load of Christmas lights around Diamond City, um, which I quite like the idea of it existing in their fiction rather than... You know, just you know, they just wake up one day and the world's like this because of some weird computer joke, you know? It is cool. I like that. Mm. I think just seasonal updates in, in general are one of the things I actually really like about games as a service. And I know that is a controversial thing in general. And sometimes I lament the fact that we have moved largely to games as a service, but I think the fact that sometimes it's snowing on the menu screen is a sweetening pill. Mm. I, I like I, it. I really like it too. I like it because it, it, you know, if I turn on Assassin's Creed and it's snowing in my Viking village and, you know, it's all Christmassy, it's sort of a bit like, you know, it's re- my friends are real. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it makes me sound <laughs> gruesomely sad, but it it does sometimes just take the edge off, you know, the colossal intrinsic loneliness of being human. <laughs> um, <laughs> just for a moment. <laughs> that was probably their objective on their like developer PowerPoint slide when they're making the games. Yeah, they're like, how are we going to take? How are we going to deal with this this one, guys? <laughs> they're like, stick some pumpkins around Diamond City. And they're like, good, good nice one. That'll do it. <laughs> Solved. But it's, you know, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that tiny, meaningless changes to something can keep it interesting, uh, even if it's mostly illusory. Mm. And it's very easy to stick a few snowmen around and you know, I think the the return you're going to get in player engagement far outweighs the cost of putting bat wings 
on someone's shoe for a bit. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I loved uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I think it's the online version. Rather, I don't think it happens in the single player world. But at Christmas, they do a, that. That world looks absolutely amazing with like snow, and I think they put some Christmas lights up in in the kind of uh, the New Orleansy kind of city, whatever it's called. Um, and like combined with just that game's like amazing, like lighting and sort of fog. It, it's it's like one of the best like winters. You know, it's uh, we've probably talked about this on our best winters ever podcast. Um, but yeah, when I was doing the end of game year, uh, the end of game, end of year, best of game list video for the channel that year. And we were getting quite close to Christmas and you're on that final kind of work kind of push. We are like, I've just got this one big task to finish and then I can kind mm. of clock off for two weeks or whatever. Um but walking around that little, I, that Christmassy kind of town got me super excited for Christmas. It was like, yes, you and me both, Red Dead Redemption too. Like we're both, <laughs> we're both so pumped for Christmas. And Christmas is nearly here. It's, it's more about like I love, you know, I love Christmas. Is probably of all the seasons is is, is my favourite. So like anything which feeds into that kind of mania. Like when I, in the run up to Christmas, I don't want to see anything that isn't Christmassy. I don't want to hear like anti-Christmas sentiment. So being able to go into a game and get it as well, it's just like further building up that momentum. <laughs> now, after well, er- earlier sort of grumpy dismissal of Halloween, I did not expect you to come over all reverse Cromwell about Christmas, but that's lovely. Yeah, it's- Christmas is great. I just think, yeah. Halloween's just not different enough, you know. That's what I. That, I guess that's the point. You know, it's kind of the things that happen on Halloween happen all year round. Is what I was. What Dracula? <laughs> In our house, yes. <laughs> I wear a pumpkin on my head all year round. Is, is it because at Christmas you are sanctioned to eat a disgusting amount of food and get free toys? Yeah, and it's kind of celebrated for once instead of like no one's like oh no you shouldn't be doing that like they do every other day of the year um at christmas it's like yeah eat them chocolates no it's not quite like that have, but... have all the free ice cream you want matthew yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh it's so good have you had christmas pudding flavored ice cream by the way uh what would that you should. be is that like isn't that just like rum and raisin but like mega rum and raisin. <laughs> right. See, I, I don't like fruitcake. No. So um It's annoying because they they sometimes put money in it and I'm like, man, I'd like a shot of that money, but I don't want to have to eat the fruitcake. <laughs> it's such a gamble. How much do I want a pound? <laughs> yeah. You're like, am I gonna get the pound? I'm definitely gonna get some fruitcake. <laughs> like, way up them odds. Wait, we could deal with our busted teeth or our, our annoyingly not busted teeth, Matthew, by just like really recklessly gnashing into Christmas puddings. <laughs> Maybe that's the way. Mm. I do like I do like Christmas. It's, it's good. I do. I was going to mention um, the uh, anthem's Christmas tree. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't remember this. No. So uh, anthem um, was is still going. I should look in on it again because I didn't hate it. It was all right. Um, anthem is. Uh, EA's game as a service kind of you in a magic robot suit flying around that was nowhere near as good as the kind of uh, game Summer of Games-esque footage of it with like big lightning storms and stuff. Oh, this um, is the one that was like drinking a whole bottle of cough syrup and then watching Iron Man and Avatar at the same time. Yes, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, um, And I quite liked it, but um, it was very different to what you sort of thought it would, was going to be, maybe. Um, and uh, they had a Christmas event that was called, like, Ice Tide or something. And uh, uh, someone noticed, like, they logged in in, like, February and the Christmas tree was still up. And it was just this very sad, like, Christmas tree and kind of bright sunshine in the kind of hub base oh. area. And it was it was it it became Depressing. either... Uh, a kind of representation of kind of the the sort of slightly abandoned nature of Anthem or very relatable because a lot of people 
forget yeah. to take the Christmas tree down. That, that's got big sort of underground tube station with like a film poster from two years ago energy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh man, if someone actually, if there were eyes here that were valuable, this still wouldn't be up. <laughs> and you're standing there and you're like, well, I, I, my, my being here means that I am <laughs> like a, a low value person. <laughs> <laughs> what a oh. strange space Anthony is. <laughs> I had a poignant thing. We went to Dudley Zoo the other week and uh, there was a, well, the other week I say, it was basically when it was possible to go to zoos again uh, earlier in the summer and there was a sign up by, I think it was some monkeys. Um, so like, new baby! And the monkey had already grown up because <laughs> it was from pre-pandemic and it was... I don't know, just one of those moments where just just a a talon of mortality grips you by the nape of the neck. Yeah. Just a a grown-up monkey. Especially if they're still trying to dine out on the new baby, but it's just like some ancient-ass monkey now. Yes. (laughs) Smoking a cigarette. (laughs) Staring at me with incomprehending eyes. But they're still dressing it in baby clothes. I oh, know they don't do that for baby monkeys, but <laughs> actually, no. I've uh, I've held a monkey with a nappy before. Oh. It was a little uh, woolly monkey. Um, uh, in Costa Rica, uh, it was injured, and a couple were looking after it. Uh, but it did shit itself a lot, uh, so they were right. using newborn nappies for it. Lovely monkey, though. Oh, well, monkeys don't have toilets, do they? So. Yeah, but this it was doing excessive pooing, to be fair. There was an image doing the rounds on Twitter this week of um, like a McDonald's drive through sign in Alaska from like 1990. That hadn't been updated since 1993. It's been like abandoned. And it, but it was in the middle of um, Jurassic Park mania and it was all like Jurassic Park Happy Meal toys and like the all the things were like dino fries and things like that. But it was... Like, I mean, literally frozen in ice, this sort of strange, abandoned McDonald's on an island somewhere. I like that. (laughs) This is melancholy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, Are there any nice Christmas events you want to talk about? A lot of them Um, are just snow, snow and Christmas lights, which is good. Um, I like that. It's not quite the same thing, but in uh, Batman Arkham City, there's of the villain calendar man in a cell and you can go and visit him. And if you visit him on seasonal days of the year, he tells different little stories and has little lines of dialogue that relate to those days because his villainy is based on that. I don't really know a lot about calendar man. I don't really know. Like, does he just kill on seasonal days? Is that like his (laughs) gimmick? I've never heard of this. I was going to say this Joker, but that's got very different connotations. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's yeah. In, I mean, in the game, he's just like if you go and see him on Father's Day, like he tells you that's the day he killed his dad, and likewise on Mother's Day. I mean, pretty predictable. Um, yeah. um But as a villain, it's quite. I mean, that's quite a niche gimmick. That uh, a lot of Batman villains have a very niche gimmick that because. I think the original Batman comics were a bit more like the Adam West, um, you know, jaunty kind of some days you just can't get rid of a bomb kind of. Mm. Uh, well, the, the really early ones, he just did loads of murder. Did he? I just like the, shot them all. You're the super dark. There's there's one where he just, um, I think there's a criminal uh, called the Monk who like does naughty things in his sleep. So Batman finds the place where he's sleeping, evades all the guards, walks through, finds the sleeping monk and shoots him in the head. And there's just this really brutal panel. And, you know, it's sort of badly drawn because it's like the 30s or whatever of just Batman with a bloody Glock. <laughs> just, just point blank executing a sleeping man <laughs> with a sort of a smirk on his face. And yeah, ba- Batman's changed. I, I'm standing <laughs> Corrected, but it's a panel of him saying, I love being Batman <laughs> as he does it. <laughs> so, there's some video, and I can't remember who did it, where they're talking about like the the new films where it's all super dark and Batman like brands villains with like a little bat symbol. And and 
whoever it is saying like there must be a point where Batman just like started branding people and was just like this is really cool this is what I do now. <laughs> Yeah, because it probably takes a bit of time to get it to get like the bat symbol like even, like to get yeah, the bird right? even. Like he has so. like a little like a little cattle thing, and maybe and... practices on Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> but he must go around with one of those like chef torches they use to burn creme brulee tops to <laughs> eat up his. I like the idea of a gangster in a in a warehouse, and they're looking to a shadowy corner, and they're like, "Who's there?" And then they see like two eyes of Batman's cow light up, and then the the blue flame of another <laughs> chef's torch. <laughs> they should have done that in the film. So that would have that would have looked rad. <laughs> but the, but I can't. I wish I could remember what video it was. It's like someone who does like reaction videos. I can't remember. But, but you, you are. In Sorry. in the film, like Batman branding someone uh, a criminal that he catches when they're in prison, they'll like get like the, the absolute seven hells kicked out of them, like they're a nonce or something. But like they also made the point that like why why because like all the criminals just be like oh yeah me too like I, I got branded as well. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. I think I don't actually like Batman. Oh, I think oh, he he's does. nasty. You say that when the Joker's held holding you hostage. <laughs> <laughs> I misjudged you, Batman. <laughs> then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, I love Batman. Suddenly Matthew's year of tricks has got a, <laughs> yeah. a deeper, a deeper meaning. There Crikey. are no, you know, Batman dislikers in foxholes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've gone completely off, off topic again. I tell you, I like the Overwatch skins for seasonal events. I'm usually not remotely interested in skins um, or cosmetics or, you know, anything that doesn't have an actual effect on how the game plays. But mm. Overwatch skins are cracking. The Reinhardt one where he's like a big burning blue ghost is really cool. What season's that for? I think that's the Halloween one. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. They do them all the time, though. They've done, like, kind of Olympic sportsy ones, I think. Oh, those um, ones are great. The Junkrat cricket skin. Yeah. The idea that cricket is referenced in a, uh, you know, best-selling team shooter really <laughs> amuses me. <laughs> is Junkrat Australian? Yeah. Very, yeah. Yeah. What was that noise? Well, I was just going to say, it makes sense that he would know it. You know, he would play cricket. Typical he would like cricket. cricket like a... No, I wasn't. That wasn't like a yeah. Oh, Australians! I love Australians. That was a, that makes sense. Imagine a team shooter where all the characters were Australian. Yeah. Now we're talking. Ooh, yeah, now we're now we're cooking with like one of those um, sci-fi shows from the nineties, which were inexplicably well, not inexplicably, they were made in Australia. But there were you know you had those shows where everyone was Australian, and it was. A lot halfway across the galaxy and turn left and stuff like that, like the kids' ones. But uh, no, there was that one which was, is it Farscape? Oh, you Farscape. mean like... They weren't what? all Australian, were they? <laughs> yeah. It was made, yeah, I swear that was Australian. Wasn't there so, that Space Precinct one? Wasn't that Australian? I'm looking at Farscape, there's no way that was Australian. <laughs> I swear Farscape is Australian. Space Precinct wasn't Australian. That was made by some capital C creator. Um, who'd done other things and then it oh, was okay. rubbish. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm. Oh my god, Farscape is an Australian American television show. Fair play to you, man. There you go. They're, well, it's because they're all Australian, isn't it? Because I, when we were kids, my mum was quite down on us watching stuff with Australians because <laughs> she, she didn't want. <laughs> because of the, the speech intonation thing. What? <laughs> she didn't. She wouldn't let us watch Neighbours. <laughs> She didn't want us all our sentences to go up at the end of the sentences because she blamed that on Australian TV. Mike <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Wilder show would like to apologise to any Australians listening. Our views are not the views of Matthew's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Australian not? questioning intonation's fine by me. Yeah, but this is it. That's what she was down at. I mean, she wasn't big on us watching like Simpsons, like American stuff as well. So. There you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> Australians, of course, have Christmas in the summer. 
There you go. Uh, I've rang Surely it's still around. technically like you can't change the twenty fifth of December. No, no, no. But it's it's their seasons are oh right upside yeah, down, right? So like they have Sorry. Christmas yeah. Day at, at the height of summer, and but they still have all the same sort of like um, imagery of like snow and stuff oh, and like the right. Christmas cards. That's got to maybe for them. Surely the snow modes in games is going to feel like even better because it's like a taste yeah. of something you'll never get at Christmas. <laughs> but it, it's like a real problem because like loads of people go to like the beaches and and get like hammered <laughs> and then pass out in the sun. So it can be can be dangerous. I never I've thought seen of episodes that. of Bondi Rescue. It's a nightmare for them every year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, an Australian Halloween, of course, occurs in March and celebrates God. That's not no, no see, it's still it's still in October. <laughs> <laughs> Australian Easter celebrates the death of Christ. <laughs> oh my God! Not the rebirth. It's all opposites day. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I, I've it, been... I, I was going to ask: Do birthdays count as a season, a seasonal event? Oh, do you mean like when games give you a thing on your birthday? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Metal, Metal Gear Solid Five has the famous when you play on your birthday when you go back to your mother base. Um, like, there's a big cut scene where they come out and give you a birthday cake. All your crew give you a birthday cake. And if you've recruited Quiet, the the lady sniper, uh, she, like, machine guns happy birthday into the side of a crate of cigars. <laughs> That's <laughs> ruining the cigars. Well, Gina I, does I, it again. I, I remember, it, it's a crate, but I was reading about it online. It said, apparently, it's a crate of cigars. I, I assume you get a cigar out of it afterwards and then, you know, have a good old smoke on your birthday. <laughs> That's what people do. The old birthday cigar tradition. <laughs> well, cigars. Listen, I'm not. I'm not a cigar guy, but like from watching The Sopranos, you know, they're sort of they're, they're you know they're celebratory, aren't they? They they you get them out to mark special occasions. It'd be good if games did like a Soprano special event on on like, you know, Tony Soprano's Tony's, birthday. Tony's birthday, yeah. <laughs> Everyone in the game smokes a cigar. Imagine how big the cigar would need to be if it was one of my Sopranos. Huge, yeah. Where it's just their heads on giant war robots. Oh, that'd be massive. Crikey. Well, going to have to do a Photoshop of that. Well, look, I've tried, but it doesn't sound like we're going to get back on task. So why don't we (laughs) just... I was talking about birthdays. You were, yeah. Have you got any other birthday examples? Uh... Nah. Nah, right, okay. <laughs> Let's then move down into the cavern of lies. Let's continue yes. this thing. The cavern of Christmas lies. Yeah, it, this isn't a Christmas themed podcast or cavern, but. <laughs> I just wanted to do a seasonal jingle. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so this week. Uh, we're continuing the cyberbullying, and we're gonna finally play a game uh, that I've wanted to for quite some time. So let me lead you into this cavern. Um, and as you enter, yeah, Matthew knows what's happening. As you enter, uh, you can see two. Uh, and then let's say one pedestal mm-hmm. um, with two statues on it, and it's rotating slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is of. Matthew Castle in the attitude of David. <laughs> oh, I'm naked. No, in the attitude of, not necessarily naked. Okay. In the stance. And then back to back with him, you can see as it slowly rotates into view, is a statue of Adrian Giles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You maniacs, you've finally gone and done it. That's all right. This week in the Cabin of Lies, we're going to play a lovely round of Castle or Childs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to come out of this looking good. 
So I've got a big list of sentences. <laughs> and I'm going to read them out. I've got so many I couldn't choose. <laughs> I'm going to read them out. And you have to tell me if you think I've taken it from a Matthew Castle tweet <laughs> or the headline of an Adrian Giles column. Oh, I d- see. This is going to be bad because I tweet so much bullshit that I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm either going to be revealed as a fraud for like holding sort of wonky opinions, or let's see how it goes. Yikes! What an ogre's cudgel! Of <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, actually, for um, because I assume that Adrian Childs is not known outside of the UK. So maybe for some of our international listeners, do you two want to try and explain who he is? He's uh, a telly man from the yeah. telly. Through and through, a telly man. He does some sports punditry, or he did. He used to yeah, present a kind the of... one show, basically, he became more prevalent and more famous for being like an everyman. And he holds the most generic everyman opinions imaginable. And now he gets to write those opinions as a regular Guardian columnist. Apparently, because he, he um, dates the editor of the Guardian. Really? Um, which I, yeah, which I didn't know until I was moaning about it on Twitter. I was like, why does the Guardian keep posting these columns, which are things like, pies are nice. Um, <laughs> you're like, this is so sort of infantile and basic compared to everything else they've got. And then someone was like, oh, that's because yeah, his partner is the Guardian editor. And he was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, there's loads of editors of um, newspapers and sites who give their um, quite poor other halves work. <laughs> yeah, who would do that? <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these out and then you can tell me if you think it's a, a castle tweet or a child's <laughs> headline. All right? Okay. <laughs> I don't even know which one to start with. Okay, um, how about... A beard will only make it look like something has gone wrong in your life. <laughs> well, if that was Matthew, then we've got beef. So, because <clears throat> I am basically a beard now with a man hanging on to it. I, I would like to note as well, before we get into the, the meat of this, this is difficult because Matthew has, has Matthew tweets a lot. <laughs> I don't tweet that much, not compared to... Compared to you, but compared to others. Mm. What are you eating, Matthew? Are you eating so a many? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I ate a big chocolate brownie for breakfast. <laughs> the cattle of abandon there was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a beard will only make it look like something has gone wrong in your life. Is that Charles or Castle? I think that's Charles. I'm saying that's Charles out of respect to Matthew. That is Charles. Well done. Phew. Okay. Um, there's nothing better than a thriller that actually thrills. Oh, that's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's less inane than it sounds. <laughs> Yeah, that's a Matthew Castle tweet. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a roll. Okay. Uh, oh, do you know what? I'm going to delete the ones that I've done. Otherwise, I, right, I'll get confused. Um, okay. Everyone has their own vision of hell and mine is Glastonbury. Hmm. That's difficult. Because I, d- I sort of think that, but <laughs> I don't know if I would have ever written it just because I've got friends who like Glastonbury and it would have seemed passive aggressive. It also oh. feels headline formulated. Yeah. I guess that's got to be old Adrian. That is Childs. Well done. Nice. Good detective work. Yeah. Don't worry if you fail A-levels. We all peak at different ages, and for me it was eight. Ooh. Well, considering Matthew, when he was eight, mostly spent his time being gunned down or whipped by his friends. <laughs> um, Hit with bamboo sticks. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well... The thing is that don't worry about the A levels take is a take I hate and I don't I can't see myself having done that but the sort of self-deprecating the I joke. haven't been better since I was 8 that does sound a bit like me. That's quite castle isn't it? 
It's it's tricky. It feels like a collision of Charles and Castle in one tweet. That, well done. That is the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Charles. I don't think I would have weighed in on the uh, A-level discourse. And if you did, it would be to say, these mean everything. You should worry about them. Well, yeah, I did really well in my A-levels. So, so, like, I value... When everyone's like, they don't matter, it's like, well, actually, I th- like to me, they mattered, and it's a matter of pride. Um, but by all means, t- tell yourself whatever you want to tell yourself to make yourself feel better. Wow. I did reasonably well in my A-levels, and I think they do not matter. <laughs> oh, no, no. Anything I've succeeded in is important. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, just by default. I mean, it's mad. Who would this like? Who would take? Uh, you know, victories are so few and far between in this life. Who would take one of their victories and trash it just to try and impress? <laughs> just to try and impress other failures. It doesn't make any sense. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, uh, but you're correct. That was Childs. Well done. Nice. Okay. I love how you then managed to damn yourself far more than you would have done with the with the tweet. Oh, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is there anything more shaming than shelves full of books you'll never read? Hmm. Now, see, Matthew's such a machine as a reader. I can imagine that sentiment landing with him, but I don't imagine he does have shelves full of books. Yeah, uh, you'll he, never read as well. I, I can't see myself like that. I don't have books that I feel like I'm never going to read that, unless I was saying it to shame someone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which there's a good chance, you know, sort of a. It could be a passive aggressive tweet or it could just be a simpleton's headline. So what are you saying is that is Charles. That, a, that is a child. Well done. Yeah. You know yourself, Matthew. You've got to in this day and age. What does that mean? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to know yourself in this day and age. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> More good things and fewer bad things, please. Ooh. <laughs> 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 what a chronically bad take like absolutely <laughs> nothing take yes good anyone no to bad that. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be me <laughs> you think Oof. even adrian charles would have been like now nah, i've got to come with something about trees i, I just think even the guardian surely would have said listen we can't just have a column which is like i i like good things and i don't like bad things <laughs> <laughs> because that is i mean that would be if if charles managed to get that printed and the guy is actually like a genius. <laughs> uh, that was Matthew. Well done. Yes. yes. Okay. Here's here's an interesting one, right? Video games are good for your mental health, not if you play like me. Oh, uh, that's got to be Charles. Yeah, you don't get stressed by games. No. Really? Because I mean, Matthew did have an entire video series at a magazine based on him being bad at Nintendo. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he was never upset about it. Yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, like, I, not even that it's a joke or there's a spicy take, but, like, I'm, I'm not one, I, you know, I don't I don't throw around sort of any kind of mental health gags on Twitter either. Not that it's a gag as such, but you know what I mean? It's just yeah. because people are like, you're being dismissive instantly. So I'm like, I just wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> not because I'm a good person, it's because I don't want to be told off. <laughs> So much of what motivates me is not wanting to be told off by my sanctimonious peers. Um, so, uh, correct. That was Charles. I thought I'd throw you with that one. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. Um, okay, what about? I've started listening to my friends' music recommendations. No one's asked for mine. Oh, that's a toughie. I mean, See, like, I was about to say I don't know anything about Matthew's music taste. I do, <laughs> but what, very specifically. What do you know about his music tastes? Oh, <laughs> uh, Randy Wass names and the Buggles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain about those. Mm. <laughs> Randy Wass his names. I'm glad that I'm glad that all my shilling has uh, like made an impact. <laughs> I always get his name wrong, and I was terrified I was going to say the Salad Man instead. This is Paul Newman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's difficult. This, I mean, this could be true because I did go through a period where I oh, just terrible because I my music knowledge is really really bad, and like you know, 
I, like I literally had a moment in my late twenties where I was like, "Oh, I listened to the Rolling Stones and thought they were okay." <laughs> <laughs> so because some like literally those that's the kind of music recommendations we were talking about. Someone was like, "You should try listening to the Beatles," but would I have tweeted that? Hmm, I don't know. Nate, Nate can make that call. Yeah, I think that was Matthew because it's it's got that sort of sting in the tail of no one has asked for mine. Yeah. It's that, you know, the classic formula of innocuous statement, faint self-deprecation. Yeah, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the classic, the castle sting, <laughs> they call that. The castle sting. The, the castle trick and treat. <laughs> uh, I got you, Ian. That was Childs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It is ter- even though we got most of those right, it is terrifying. Like, <laughs> some of those, I was like, oh my God, I need to say better things on Twitter. I, I should just do more memes. Do, yeah, do some Matthew memes. I have to say, Adrian Charles seems like, yeah, he's, he seems like a nice man. He is the most centrist kind of, if you averaged out opinions across this country, you'd maybe get Adrian Charles because he's like a vegetarian catholic football lover who you know loves foreigners uh and his dog but doesn't want to pay 80 pounds to save his dog's life (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible and also there were some that i couldn't of his headlines i couldn't use like at easter i had a fall the wild garlic smelled lovely but i didn't want to die there (laughs) oh my god that's a that would have been a great tweet (laughs) Right, and it's seasonal, <laughs> and it's seasonal. Yeah, well, like this one, which made me think. You know, maybe you had sort of similar kind of childhood experiences. Uh, well, he said, "My mum is a zero waste icon. She made us drink squash from old yogurt pots." <laughs> <laughs> no, that never happened. She just wouldn't let us watch anything with Australians in it. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with a limerick. There was a middle-aged fellow called Charles who stumbled while mounting a styles. Mm-hmm. The wild garlic smelled nice and with death he did dice but in the end he just lay there for a whiles. <laughs> I like that, that's nice. That was nice. Get out of my cabin. <laughs> Thanks, What lads. a trick. That Thanks was powerful. Thanks for putting, putting up with more bullying, Matthew. And I should say as well, I, I, Matthew's mum seems like a lovely woman. I don't actually wish to defame her in any way. Oh, she's all right. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was very self-indulgent. So, um, But thank you for indulging me like that. that was, I enjoyed that. It's not self-indulgent. It's someone else indulging oh, you, yeah, my friend. Oh, yeah, you indulged me. Yeah. You're yeah, okay. Yeah. That was anyway. very, yeah, it was adult. Well, you know. Thank you to the listeners who indulged that. I'm sure they will have enjoyed it as much as I did. There were so many. It was all like, you know, nightclubs. I hate nightclubs. They're only for attractive people who can dance and stuff. Oh, my God. Was that me? No, that was Charles. Oh, all right. See? Oh, oh, the game's still going. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Charles is right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all that remains this week is for us to recommend... Uh, something that is not a video game, which we do every week. Uh, Matthew, what have you got this week? Uh, I have been watching on BBC iPlayer. Loads of people have been watching it, so it's not that spicy. Uh, The new series Vigil, which is a murder mystery set on a um, submarine. So, but it's one of the, it's one of the sort of nuclear sort of uh, Trident type thing. It's Trident a submarine. I don't really know this stuff. Um, it's it's one of our nuke subs, and because of that, it can't just come up and stop when there's a crime on board. Um, so, and this is hugely contrived. So they have to send a policewoman. Like it, it comes to the surface, she sort of gets dunked onto it, and then it goes back down. So she has to sort of solve a murder in this claustrophobic environment, um, which is kind of silly, but it's also quite unusual. Um, and I don't know how much based on fact it is. Like the submarine is huge. They say it's the length of a it's the length of a football field and the height of four double decker buses. Yeah, they're big, man. I had no it's idea big. they were that big. 
the American it, Ohio class submarines are like. Um, I've done loads of reading about this because I did a short story set on a submarine a couple of weeks ago, and you just—they are enormous. They've got like swimming pools and cinemas and stuff on them to stop the men going mad under the sea. Yeah, well, that's what it looks. That's what I was going to say. It looks quite nice. Like there's some width. Every time I see a plug socket in the wall, in my head, I'm like, "Well, that's mad." The sea's on the other side of that wall. Uh, <laughs> why is there a plug socket there? That doesn't seem realistic, but they must have done their research. <laughs> uh, I know someone who interviewed like a a sailor who's who like a submariner basically. Um, mm. Who who was saying a lot of it wasn't realistic, like. Oh. They would. They wouldn't have surfed if they were on patrol. They wouldn't have surfaced at all because of a murder, because that would have just alerted everyone to their presence. So they would have just shoved the body in the freezer. Well, who's the thing? Waited. They have a freezer. They store the body in one of the torpedo tubes. Yeah, he said that would maybe work because you can kind of put stuff in there, if, but it, it wouldn't be like amazing. But they do. But that- they have like meat freezers for like all the food and after a while you there's space enough to shove a dead person in there surely on a on a on a vehicle that a vessel that technical like oh we've got some stuff where should we put it oh let's put it in one of those tubes we fire the torpedoes out of like that's what i do when i'm tidying (laughs) up and i'm like oh i've got all this stuff and i'll just hide it in any cupboard i can find in the house (laughs) you can't because what if you put a torpedo in there and you're like oh you know, I put my iPod in there too. Gah. Well, what if they have like a, a chance in encounter with an aggressive Russian submarine and just fire a deado at it? <laughs> oh my god, that, not ideal. No one wants that. I would play that video game where <laughs> your crew, beca- where your crew become the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> That's some frostbunk shit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> right. Uh, my recommendation is uh, it's a book called Luck and Booth by Jenny Fagan. Um, so in paperback, and it's a very weird uh, kind of spec fic, sort of slightly haunted, ghosty um, story about um, a very tall, sort of old tenement building in Edinburgh that becomes cursed um, by the devil's daughter because she goes there to have a baby and it goes terribly wrong. Um, and then you get um, it's in three sections and each section has three different people who live in the tenement building um, 10 in the next in the next decade, basically. So it goes to like the Second World War and then like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s kind of thing. Um, and it's uh, very weird and kind of hopeful, but also dark um, and and ghostly. Um, and yeah, I found it a very compelling read. Mm. There you go. Uh, Nate, what on your desk are you recommending this week? Oh, well, Alice, I roared into it at the beginning of the podcast while pretending to be the summer of games. Uh, it's some sorbet. <laughs> <laughs> Remio, R-E-M-E-O. It's Italian. It's very high quality, dairy free. Remio, Remio. You're a bloody sorbet, Remio. (laughs) As Shakespeare Uh, famously wrote. (laughs) This one was Alfonso mango flavoured. And you may say, oh, come on. Why give the name of the mango? Uh, But the different mangoes do taste very different. And this one really tasted like Alfonso mango. (laughs) I'm not... uh, I can never eat a large amount of ice cream in one setting. Makes me queasy. But I had the whole 462 milliliter tub while enjoying uh, the new path. Well, the upcoming Pathfinder game last night. It was lovely. Ooh, Very refreshing. Sorbet in a CRPG. Nice. <laughs> I can eat a lot of ice cream because ice cream just melts in your stomach. So it's just like drinking milk, isn't it? There you go. It's identical. <laughs> that is it for uh, episode 154 of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast, the best seasonal extras uh, episode, best seasonal extras special. Uh, don't forget to look up Rock Paper Shotgun on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube uh, for social media bans. Um, 
and uh, join the Discord um, for more social bans, but kind of more immediately. Uh, you can also email us uh, podcast at rockposhotgun.com for questions and suggestions for themes you'd like to see or uh, more bullying you'd like us to do with Matthew, I guess. Uh, email in recipe suggestions for Matthew. <laughs> um, or me, because I like cooking. Um uh, also check out our merch because I believe there's going to be, I know I've been teasing this for a while, but I believe some new merch is going up very soon. Uh, and if you tweet or talk about us on social media, use the hashtag fatbloods, uh, fatblood, hashtag big oats and hashtag Shergar's heart squad. Uh, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts uh, on the RPS podcast network too. Um, but until next week, it's goodbye from me, Alice Bell. It's goodbye from the Easter Bunny. Goodbye. <laughs> and it's goodbye from the Summer of Games. Game over. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.